I don't have any news, just in case you guys missed it. No news. I mean, aside from the murder, but... It's not... Yeah. It's not necessary. It, it doesn't really pertain, like, to our stuff. So. Wait, wait, what murder? Merger. Merger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, aside from the murder, you know. But <laughs> so it I was very confused. <laughs> it's like, there's a Disney murder? What? You know about the merger, right, Grace? Vaguely remember hearing something about a merger. Okay. Well, it's... They're still working about the lid the legality of and everything the legalese there we go the legalese and to make sure it's not a monopoly yeah. they have to go through the government real quick yeah disney bought what 21st century fox or like is it still most, 21st century fox? most of fox's entertainment assets yeah mm-hmm. like they now own they bought fox's 30 percent of hulu so Disney now owns 60% of Hulu, so there's their, you know, streaming service. Maybe. They would be dumb to not just, to just, hey, Hulu's ours now. Well, no, because all of, all of the rest of the people that have stock or whatever, like, in, in Hulu have to agree for that to, like, officially be a thing. Yeah, but Disney is now a majority over, owner. And that's what I'm saying. Disney still only technically owns, what, they're, like, 30% or 60. whatever? N- before the merger. <laughs> they don't have 60 yet because we don't know if the other people have agreed, right? It's it's about to be 60. It's about to be, yeah. but it's not yet. But they were saying that all their adult stuff would probably be on Hulu. That's like oh. talk. Oh, okay. Is the adult stuff would be on Hulu and all the kids stuff would be on whatever Disney's going to have. I got you. Like, if they want to yeah. stream Deadpool, like, it'll be on Hulu, mm-hmm. which will never happen, by the way. And, or... <laughs> Instead of, you know, on Disney, the kid-friendly. Yeah. Oh, so, like, the new Daredevil stuff might be, uh-huh. on, Hulu, mm-hmm. might be on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, Got yep. Yeah, pretty show. much all, like, the Marvel stuff will probably will most likely be on Hulu. Has the new and season of Daredevil the started? Stuff will be. No, they're filming it currently. Um, but Jessica Jones is done, and so is Luke Cage. Jessica Jones will be on... In March. In March. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was March or February. I have a feeling Jessica Jones is still going to be on uh, Netflix. It will. Because they said... Because they're saying that this is... That, like, the whole process of going through the government or whatever gonna is going to take, while. like, at least a year. Yeah. So... Cool. We won't see anything like that until later. Hmm. Back to animation stuff. Even the CGI is really fun. Welcome to another episode of Disney Versus, coming to you live from Andy's room. This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. And I'm Heather. If you are new to the show, thank you for tuning in. What we do on the show is we take 64 Disney and Pixar movies, we rank them in a March Madness style bracket, and we are going to discuss and debate them and argue, etc., etc., until we have a true winner. What's up, guys? You ready for Christmas yet? I'm ready to sleep. I'm ready for my three-day weekend. <sighs> Same. <laughs> I've had two and a half days off because I've been sick. I have two Dang. more days of work before I go on vacation for ten days. Wow. 
was listening to a couple of our back episodes and like grace you sound sick for like the first maybe four of them <laughs> i like, know yeah it's so well that's funny. when we were doing that's when we were doing an episode a week and in like october or november mm-hmm. last year right mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and much I like usually get sick on October. Almost. I've gotten sick a lot in Seattle. I think part of it's allergies, but it's probably allergies. everyone at work is sick yeah. right now. I Everyone at work is sick right now, and I kept saying, like, stay the fuck away from me. I have five <laughs> shifts until I go on vacation. Nope, it happened, so. Oh, no. Dang. No. Um, yeah. But I'm going to Disney World. Woo. Oh, cool. On Christmas, yeah. Hell yeah. Apparently it's supposed to be really, really busy. Because it's Christmas. Because, yeah. yeah. You'll have to you take nev- pictures. You never take, go in Christmas. The... You go in, like, January when they still have all the Christmas decorations up. There we go. Yeah, well, my parents didn't get the memo. I'm so. still jealous. Yeah, well, fuck so. that. We're going this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to... Fuck what I think. And then we're going to Universal mm. on the 26th. Nice. And Harry Potter World. Cool. Hell yeah. That's what me and my family did, like four summers ago yeah we just went to both we did it, it great. we did that for my 20th birthday and that was perfect it was awesome mm-hmm. and it was all halloweened out and we had fright fest and stuff so nice yeah. hell yeah we didn't go with a the theme <laughs> i didn't get to do any of that stuff i got a rock <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't remember what that's from charlie brown is that from charlie brown it's Charlie Brown Halloween, and they all go trick or treating, and everyone's like, "I got this, I got this," and he's like a ghost, and he's like, "I got a rock." rock. <laughs> That's great. Wrong Literally, my favorite thing. <laughs> Speaking of holidays, happy holidays, everyone, because I'm pretty sure this is going yeah. to get. I don't know when I'm going to post this, so happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy oh. Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year. Did I cover them all? Happy winter solstice. No, you didn't. There's, Today's the winter solstice. There's still probably a lot. Is it today? <laughs> today is the shortest day of the year, yes. Wow. That's why I'm That exhausted. makes sense why it was getting dark at like 4.50. <laughs> oh, it could start here at like 3.30. 3.34. That's weird. Yeah. I think today, Whoa. I think the sunset today was before 4 p.m. Oh, wow. Um, That's terrifying. Yeah. So, speaking of, Yikes. Uh, today is the 21st. And I know I said previously that we were going to do a uh, Snow White retrospective episode and it would have been posted today. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're postponing that until probably February when we were we would have been celebrating the anniversary of the premiere. We're going to try and mm-hmm. do that for the anniversary of the wide release. So it still counts. But yeah. all the same. Loopholes. Happy 80th birthday to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I will have yeah. a few yeah. things to say about that later once we get into our matchups. Cool. Turns out we're kind of busy people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, life is hard, guys. And podcasting and being an adults is takes energy. It's very oh, adult yeah. these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of matchups, Grace, what we got today? This week, we have... The Fox and the Hound versus Toy Story and Tangled versus Finding Nemo. This is our final bracket episode of round two. So after this, do we go to like 20 minute episodes? Uh, <laughs> what happens? I don't know. Right. We'll figure it out. Well, I've been thinking <laughs> since you've heard most of our opinions about these movies 
I'm thinking and I'm going to try this magnificent endeavor. I'm trying to get some guests to come and talk about these movies with us. See what they think. I'm saying it, I'm speaking it into the ether so it's going to happen. It would be kind of cool to have outside perspective. Yes, it would be great to have outside perspective because I can only gush so much about The Lion King. And Toy Story 1 really wasn't that amazing. Uh, (laughs) Hold your witch tongue. Burn the witch! Burn the witch! What a perfect segue into our first discussion about Fox and the Hound versus Toy Story. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that you said that because I think Toy Story is one of the best Pixar movies. The first one? one, Yes. No! Unpopular opinion, I find it more entertaining than... <sighs> don't don't even say it. Don't. Than Toy Story 3. Don't. Why would you say that? Well, okay, so he said entertaining, yes. but not what. But that doesn't mean that he thinks that, it, that it's like more emotionally driven. As I think, I think Toy Story 3 is pure emotion. Because it is the conclusion of this you know this what is it 15 year journey that pixar Mm. started andy's arc and yeah it's it's the conclusion of the andy trilogy that's what i'm gonna call it because hopefully toy story 4 has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with andy so the first trilogy can be you know like the first star wars trilogy we have the andy trilogy and then we'll have for lack of a better because i don't know what they're going to be called we're going to call toy story 4 probably the prequels no it wouldn't be the prequels it would just be it would just be life after andy no, but I mean... With the, with the new family. It's a soft reboot. My point is, the first Toy Story... The first three Toy Story movies will be the original trilogy. And you can look oh. at the next ones as the prequels. They might not be as good, and they're coming after the original trilogy. See what I'm saying? That's what you mean. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, they weren't at Bonnie's place before Andy. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> unless, they, unless they do actually... But I see, I see where you're getting in. Unless they actually do do prequels... And, like, none of the characters that we have now are in them, except for Woody and Buzz. Like, it's a different, you know, incarnation of Woody and Buzz. This is a huge pipe dream, and I'm getting off topic. Um, Absolutely, yes. But my my point is, Toy Story is a good story, and Toy Story 3 is super emotional because of what Toy Story started. Thesis. For all those keeping track at home, initially... Tori ranked Toy Story 3 as number two overall for all 64 movies. I ranked it as third. And Heather ranked it in her tier three. Heather, you really have to go back and rank all of them now. I can't. I still I still can't. I can't go back and be like, this one's my favorite. Although I can say that I got Mulan and Wonder Woman for Christmas. Ooh. Christmas. Nice. And then I didn't have Mulan yet. <laughs> and then Toy Story... Tori ranked Toy Story as number four. I ranked it as 17th, and Heather ranked it in her tier three. What I put as three, Wally? Beauty and the Beast. Okay, I was going to say Treasure Planet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not Toy's even top, top four. Tori's top four are The Aww. Lion King, Toy Story 3, Beauty and the Beast, and Toy Story 1. Mine, Wally and Nightmare are tied for mine. And then uh, Lion King was first, and Toy Story 3 was fourth. Yeah, I would be happy to go back and redo that. Don't get me wrong. I do think we should do a comparison episode at the end. 
Yeah. We'd have to go back and listen to every every time anybody says, I would probably put this under this now to actually make sure that it ends up under that. Or we could just just <laughs> freshly redo <laughs> just the whole thing. Yeah. Because Grace has seen idea. all of these movies now. I have. Mm. Have I? Yeah, I have. Yeah, because you hadn't seen like half, <laughs> like, like a third of them when we started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of these I've definitely blocked from my memory. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so Toy Story versus Fox and Hound. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story, I think it's a great story. And I think we talked about it in round one. How much of a great... Ensemble cast? No, let's say mission statement that this was oh. for Pixar. And I think that's what mm. is making me you know, say, I love this. If you think of everything that Pixar seems to stand for when it comes from when it comes to their movies, I feel like Toy mm-hmm. Story is a shining example. Uh-huh. It's funny. Toy Story was their first, wasn't it? Yes, it was their first. Yeah. It's funny. It has a lot of adult adult jokes as well as kid jokes. There's a lot of heart. There are memorable characters. Yeah, I think I think this is kind of a I don't want to say a no-brainer because I think we liked Fox and the Hound. I liked Fox and the Hound. I remember liking I still love it. Fox and the Hound. Yeah, I remember liking <laughs> it way more as a kid, and then kind of being like, "Eh, yeah, okay." When I watched oh. it a few months ago, mm-hmm. I did not rewatch it for this episode. But Toy Story is kind of the new frontier of animation for our generation, and in some ways, it was Fox and the Hound had a similar line. Tori, do you want to talk about the animators for Fox and the Hound? Yeah, and doing research for this, I I looked at um, you know, the background for this and I think this is this movie is one of the more important films in Disney history just for this mm-hmm. this little tidbit. This movie started off with being worked on by the nine old men, which are the nine animators that Walt started working on Snow White with and did a lot of the early um, stuff for the studio. Halfway through production, like the finish, like finishing off the animation, it got handed mm-hmm. off to what I don't have a clever name for them. Um, the, I call them the next generation of big animators and big storytellers they were all from CalArts, like the legendary A1113 room at CalArts. Brad Bird, John Lasseter, Tim Burton, John Musker, Ron Clemens, Henry Selick, who was the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas, Glenn Keane, who was a supervising animator for most of the movies in the Renaissance. And he did a lot of the, he was the supervising animator for a lot of the big name characters like Ariel, The Beast. I believe he did Scar. Mm-hmm. Um, he Some of the iconic characters from the Renaissance. Chris Buck, who was a co-director on Frozen and is co-directing Frozen 2. And Mark Dendle, who was the director of The Emperor's New Groove and Chicken Little. So mm-hmm. this collective kind of took the ball... like got the baton from the nine old men and really created the films that we grew up on and the they're continuing to work on the films that you know like the next gen of you know disney lovers 
are seeing today. So I think mm-hmm. after, you know, Snow White and the Black Cauldron, I feel like just because of this, The Fox and the Hound is really a super important film from an animation history standpoint. Because it was a passing of the baton, it's basically. Passing of the torch, basically. Because the nine old men tor- retired. Yeah. A torch? Yes. <laughs> same thing. Same, same metaphor. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the nine old men retired during production of this film. And I love it. And the soundtrack is really good. And it's really sad. And Yeah, great. people... I've, I've, read, <laughs> I've read countdowns about, you know, the best Disney canon movies, which are the movies that started from Snow White and have gone all the way to Moana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people love to bag on Fox and the Hound because it's so tonally different. Oh, uh-huh. but fucking who? Yeah. Like, the movie itself, it's tonally weird, people say. But I kind of, like, yes, it starts off, like, it starts off with the end of Bambi, basically. Because mm-hmm. Todd's mom gets shot at the beginning. Yeah. And then it kind of goes into this whole star-crossed friendship that mm-hmm. I really, like, I really dig it. Because as I was... When I was doing mm-hmm. notes for this last night, I did. I was listening to the soundtrack and thinking about the movie itself, and it's mm. really like it's really a classic story. Like there are a lot of I don't want to say tropes, but for lack of a better word, tropes mm. that this is. Because I was thinking of uh, Todd and Copper are best friends, even though the world doesn't want them to be together. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it's a societal norm that they're fighting against and eventually uh-huh. at the end of the movie they they butt heads because you know the world is what it is and they eventually learn to coexist yeah. we talk about this in round one mm-hmm. but i was thinking yeah, they got like a mutual respect kind of thing yeah at the end yeah for each other and yeah. i was thinking like this is not romantically but it's romeo and juliet it's you know the sharks and the jets it's uh jack and rose from titanic it's Heather. You watched mm-hmm. uh, Boy in the Striped Pajamas the other day. It's Bruno and Schmuel. It's it is. It's, it really is. You know, Bruno's oh a, Bruno's the son of a Nazi, and uh, Schmuel, who's the boy in the striped pajamas, he's Jewish. He's a Jew. In a in a yeah, concentration he's, he's camp. He's Jewish in, in a camp. Yeah. And they end up being friends. You know, and that wouldn't work. It's like mm-hmm. society says you two aren't going to be friends. No, stop it. And I think the best thing about this is that Fox and the Hound says, if you want to be friends with someone, don't let society dictate who your friends are. You know, God, you two work it out. Like, maybe that's why I like Boy in the Striped Pajamas so much. Like, No, you like <laughs> Boy in the Striped Pajamas because it's a damn good movie. And it's sad. That too, yes. Yeah, but like, they're both, like like you were saying, They, I mean, they're pretty much almost the same movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just different characters, different, like reasons and stuff like that but or like different ways of displaying you know basically the same problem Mm -hmm. grace what do you think about toy story the first toy story has grown on me it's not something i cared for much as a kid i appreciate it more for it's kind of stake in the ground of as the beginning of pixar and as kind of this elevated idea of what children's movies can be, that they can be smart and they can be witty and they can be beautiful and it's okay to invest in that. And I think that's a very romantic idea. Um, I think it's really well 
it's very well ex executed. This is one of those cases where I like the ensemble more than the main cast than the main characters. Mm -hmm. um, the sum is greater than each of the parts individually. Yeah. Looking back on it now, like Woody really is the star of the entire trilogy. Like it's his story. In the beginning, it's you know Woody is getting over uh, Buzz, like Buzz not really not i'm not gonna say horning in on his territory because buzz really doesn't do anything it's not really his fault it's he's a victim of circumstance right. what is just territorial yeah he is in and that he's, a, one. he's a dick my goodness mm -hmm. like buzz really isn't antagonistic until he gets knocked out of the window and even then it's he's like he didn't do anything wrong yeah then he's sad because he's like oh no i am a toy well that's like later in the staircase but still yeah that's his whole that's his whole like life shattering moment his his reality shattering yeah. moment and then uh toy story 2 it's about rescuing woody and woody dealing with his his feelings towards wanting to be loved forever and then toy story 3 is about toy story 3 is about woody wanting to you know retire with andy and wanting all the other toys to be there with him and the toys are like we got to move on we got to do something else and it's the all three movies center around woody and this is a good jumping mm -hmm. off point for his and his complete character growth and i don't know if i talked about this in round one toy mm -hmm. story one foreshadows toy story three if you look at it retroactively because the claw like they foreshadow the claw because they the aliens say the claw chooses who will go and who will stay <laughs> and they get saved by the claw mm -hmm. and so i love that i love how the claw gets kind of Chekhov's gunned into toy story three two movies later yeah, yeah. if you set it up Chekhov's <laughs> gun again if you set it if you introduce it in act one it better pay off in act three or why else What'd would you, you introduce it Okay, so, oh, awards. Awards. Oh, this will be quick. The Fox and the Hound didn't get nominated for Annie's, Golden Globes, or Oscars because this was kind of the period where the Annie's didn't exist. Golden Globes didn't really recognize animated films the way they do now, obviously, and didn't really have legs to stand in an Oscar race. Toy Story, on the other hand, at the Annie Awards... It won Best Animated Feature, and it also won Best Individual Achievements in Animation, Directing, Music, Producing, Production Design, Technical Achievement, and Writing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At the Golden Globes, it was nominated for Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy, and it was nominated for Best Original Song for You've Got a Friend in Me. At the Oscars... It was nominated for Best Original Score for a Musical or Comedy, Best Song for You've Got a Friend in Me, and Best Original Screenplay. It it was awarded a Special Achievement Oscar because it was the first animated feature to be made using just computer uh, graphics. Right. But everybody knows that. Hmm. And if you didn't, now you know. Knowledge is power. 
I liked looking at the opening uh, credits for this because there are so many like iconic Pixar names because there's um, Mm -hmm. Ed Catmull and Steve Jobs as executive producers because they helped found Pixar with John Lasseter. And then the four directors that started started directing everything, uh, John Lasseter, Pete Docter, uh, Andrew Stanton, and... Crap, I can't remember the other guy's name. Yikes. Joe Ramp is the other guy that I was thinking of. They were, you mm. know, the brain trust that started all these movies that we love. It was their brainchild. Yeah. And look what it's turned into. It's evolved. It's going to take over the world. Oh, wait. Skynet. It's, but animated it's movies. It's getting there. <laughs> Grace, who's your pick? My pick is Toy Story. Toy, who's your pick? My pick is also Toy Story. How anticlimactic of us. Yeah. Heather, what would your pick have been? Honestly, Fox and the Hound, but that's just because I like I like rooting for the underdog. <laughs> and at, at least half a dozen, if not a dozen times, I've picked a movie just because... If I'm going to watch a movie over and over again, that's the one it's going to be. So no fault for that. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you watch Fox and the Hound over and over again? I mean, it's short. They're both. These are both, I think, under 90 minutes. Yeah. I feel like I've seen Toy Story so many times, and I haven't seen Fox and the Hound as many as of late, mm-hmm. that that's what I would want to watch right now. And that's why I can't ever rank these with actual numbers. <laughs> They're in my tears. Because it's like a group. Yeah. I think I'm getting to the point with these Disney movies, like the Disney movies that I love, I can't or I don't want to watch them as often as I have in the past because I need a little bit of distance to appreciate them. That's why movies like, you know, Fox and the Hound and Sleeping Beauty and Lilo and Stitch, I need a little bit of distance to be like, wow, this is really good. Because, you know, the Lion Kings mm-hmm. of the world and the Beauty and the Beast and Aladdins of the world, they're going to get that love every time. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can keep going over them with a fine tooth comb and, you know, you'll find other things. But it really takes that little bit of time for you to forget something, like forget perspective and to look mm-hmm. at it with mm-hmm. fresh eyes. And you'll, you know, find something more that you appreciate about it. Like with Mulan, like with Mulan, because I remember Mm -hmm. growing up, like when I was, you know, middle school, we watched Mulan a lot. Uh Hmm. And now that I'm like, I don't watch it as much anymore. Mulan and uh, Hunchback, I don't watch them as much anymore. And I, you know, see all these new things that I appreciate more about the films. So Toy Story win. Yes. Winner Toy Story. Woo! (laughs) K.O. Sad. (laughs) Someone's poison the water hole. (laughs) So next up, we have Tangled versus Finding Nemo. I feel like this is going to be the last occasion on this podcast where there's a movie that I just realistically do not like. Oh, wait, I I forgot about Hercules. Oh! Sorry, I had to to throw some shade. She forgot to. (laughs) But yeah, I don't really enjoy tangled all that much i like tangled it's not something i want to watch over and over like i i've seen it maybe three or four times and every time i'm like oh yeah that's really cute and there are a couple songs i really like and then there are a couple songs i really don't like but 
I like Tangled. It's not my favorite. Nemo is still one of my favorite Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. And like we were just talking about with watching things later on with a different perspective, uh-huh. Finding Nemo is one of those movies that I can... Like, I didn't watch Finding Nemo a lot. I didn't want to watch Finding Nemo a lot. But when I like mm-hmm. I, when I first saw it, I really enjoyed it. And when I watched it again for this podcast, I was like, man, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie outside of the things uh-huh. that were super hyped. There are a lot of good yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack in that is amazing. What's interesting about Finding Nemo is I really, I really did watch it over and over. I loved it. Um, but it's a really simple story. Mm-hmm. It's got acts and you've got you've got great supporting characters and you've got dynamic um, main characters you've got kind of this ornery old dad and you've got this fish with short-term memory loss and then you've got a kid who's disabled and then all of the people that kind of help them along the way and mm-hmm. I I just it's I love it. I think it's. I think it's so well done. It's beautiful. I would love to see this in theaters again, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because I remember just. I remember in how, theaters it was amazing. Yeah, I remember. Like I should. You know what? Screen. I have a big new TV. I should put on Finding Nemo <laughs> instead of taking your nap. Instead of taking my nap because mm-hmm. I'm sick. Yeah. Maybe I'll put that on to go to sleep too. See, and I'm on the opposite spectrum of y'all because that's the that's the go-to movie that my high school would go to to like watch if they didn't feel like teaching. It was either Finding Nemo or Wally, so I got really yeah. tired of them really quickly, and I learned how to sleep through them very easily mm-hmm. and very soon. Uh, yeah. Like after all that kind of started, yeah. So. Yes, Finding Nemo is a very nice, is a very nice movie to nap through, and that's why I brought. That's actually one of the reasons why I brought up one of uh, the soundtrack and stuff because the soundtrack is very soothing. It's very water-like, you know, in a uh-huh. sense of that water makes sounds. Any sense, yeah, you know, and like the like the fight scenes, quote unquote, yeah, like the music gets a little more aggressive, but I mean, by then you're already asleep because of all the beginning stuff, you know, yeah. and so. <laughs> And so, um, but I do still appreciate it, just like I appreciate Tangled, because Tangled is very cutesy, because it's got, like, the cute, like, sidekick, uh, like, animals with the uh, chameleon, and then also the horse. Um, It's got, like, the love interest, who's really quirky, and actually is, like, one of the only male uh, characters, I guess, in Disney, in, like, recent Disney, or, like, he was, like, the start of it or something, I don't know, don't quote me on any of this, but he... uh, you know, she was like, she was like, I'm going to trust you. And he was like, that's a really bad idea. You know, like he was like, he was one of the first ones to kind of like real talk the person next to them and be like, I'm a stranger. Why are you, why are you why trusting you me? This? Why are yeah. we going, why are you going with me? Um, and I also really enjoyed Mother Gothel and um, Rapunzel's relationship because it was, I enjoyed it in a really like sick way, I guess, because I feel like it portrayed a really overbearing captureist person, <laughs> you know, like, like it's, it's, that's her treasure. She doesn't want to give it up. And then Rapunzel's like, mom, I want to grow up. And she's like, I don't give a fuck about your life. Give me your hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Literally the only reason why you're still breathing is because I need you to fucking sing for me. So, but again, while I do appreciate, ta- like, I do appreciate Tangled and Finding Nemo, Finding Nemo goes a little more in like it's it's a little deeper i feel like uh-huh. um not because it's in the ocean uh <laughs> but <laughs> <Violet>. <laughs> i'm the worst <laughs> uh 
you know, I, I do feel like with the storytelling aspect and like the plot and stuff like that of like of the parent never giving up on their like child going to go after them, learning how to cope with and adapt with being able to communicate with people with disabilities and stuff like that. Like, I feel like it, it just touches on a lot more subjects Finding Nemo does than Tangled does. Tangled uh-huh. is more of like family, family abuse or like abusers and abusees and stuff like that. But not, but it only like, I feel like that only scratches the surface. If that makes sense. I'm going to okay. rewind to what you said about yes. uh, a couple of things that you said. I'm going to say, uh, I agree that, uh, mother Gothel, and Rapunzel's relationship is probably the most um, interesting and memorable part of Tangled. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that was one of the main themes. But I feel like it was done like... a little bit better in Hunchback. Um, yeah. Better, not as intense. No, Mother Gothel's is a lot more intense and a lot more relatable. But I think I liked Hunchbacks more because uh, Mother Gothel was a bitch. Frollo was fucking evil. Like, Frollo was burn. He wanted to burn it down. And he ended up just burning shit down. Like, Mother Gothel was wanting to be immortal. Mother Gothel wasn't all about genocide. She was more manipulative and he yeah. was more aggressive. I, Go ahead, Grace. I don't, uh, I don't know that you can compare the two. So... It, like, the relationships between Frollo and uh, Quasimodo and uh, Rapunzel and Mother Gothel because Frollo has made it very clear that Quasimodo is indebted to him, that he has rescued him because he mm-hmm. is so deformed that no one would accept him. And so he's, he's like, misled him in, in that way and kind of really bending his brain to think that nobody would accept him. Mm-hmm. But he's made it clear that he's doing him a service, that Quasimodo should be grateful. Um, and Mother that's... Mother Gothel did the same thing with her hair, though. Kind of, but not really. Mother Gothel is still under the... Is, is still leading Rapunzel with the pretense that she loves her and that she... She has to stay up in the tower so that... Yeah. Yeah, that so that, that is a protection thing. It's yeah. there's there's way more deceit yeah. involved. Um, yeah, not that's why I was saying that she's a little more. I think yeah. she's more manipulative or whatever. In that yeah, she's more um, like puppeteering. Yeah, so more deceitful, more manipulative. Maybe not. I I you can make the comparison. You could say Frollo's more evil because he. Because his evil extends to every aspect of his life. Yeah. He is trying to kill an entire race. The ideas he's teaching to Quasimodo are are not contained within the walls of the church. I see what Grace is saying. Grace, I see what you're saying. Um, Frollo's, it, Frollo's de- they're both deceitful. They're the same, but they're different. Um, mm-hmm. Frollo is kind of on a personal vendetta. He's he's protecting Quasimodo from for you know. <sighs> I think he's using Quasimodo. I don't think he. I don't think he really cares about him. I think he. I think he's yes. just using him. He's manipulating him to use him for whatever purpose that he has, or like whatever 
idea or goal he has in mind. Yeah. That and is... I think with Mother Gothel, she, you know, obviously keeps Rapunzel for her hair kind of thing. So I feel like Rapunzel is Mother Gothel's, like, main focus, and Quasimodo is not. What's Frollo's. Yeah. thank you. I was yeah. like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> but looking at it from a sympathizing with the villain, I guess, for a hot second, Frollo kind of has a point. We see that with the uh, the Feast of Fools scene. Frollo kind of has a point. The outside world doesn't accept Quasimodo at all. It's just Esmeralda and eventually Phoebus. Mother Gothel is keeping Rapunzel for herself. Rapunzel. If Rapunzel steps outside of the tower and goes anywhere she will be fine she's ill-equipped to deal with such a notion because she's been stuck in a tower for 18 years but she will be fine like people will be like wow your hair is long but eventually nothing will really happen to her she's not deformed she has ridiculously long hair that has magical properties other than that, there's really that they nothing don't even know about unless she sings. Exactly, and there's really nothing wrong with Rapunzel. Like she can cook, she can clean, she's good at all the things. Quasimodo is deformed and ugly, and he's really strong and is a good wood carver. But people won't get past the fact that, like, bro, what's wrong with your back? And it's you know medieval Paris. See what yeah, I'm saying? It's, They're the same. It's it's hard to think about it. It's hard to think about it because, like in modern times, we would hope that people would just see the person as who they are. Yeah, but then again, what, we realize that people are people. People suck. I understand yeah. that, but they they portrayed their awfulness back then, which is what they were trying to get across in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like that people were people, that people were terrible, and you kind of ha- like Quasimodo ended up having to kind of prove himself to get the crowd to be in his favor. I feel like because with we are so not on topic at all. Oh, we're totally on topic. <laughs> we keep talking. We're totally on topic. Okay. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. This okay. is good. But with Quasimodo, it uh, it's 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 crowd mentality. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot with that. So so during like the festival of fools, the what? Right. Okay. Cool. The festival of fools or whatever. Uh, everyone turned on him because they were like, that's not a mask, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And like, it was that one fucking joker that decided to laugh about it. And everyone else was like, that is really funny. Ha ha. You rules. know, and it's, yep. mob mentality. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's mob mentality. And then that's when Esmeralda was like, y'all are awful. I feel bad. Cause I did not realize, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when they all kind of calm down. Cause they see her being sympathetic and they're like, wait, is that what, how we're supposed to react? Like, hang on, mm-hmm. what are we doing? And then that's when, like, Frollo comes in and he's just like, huh! and they're like, yeah, do whatever to him or whatever, you know. So, like, that's that's something that Quasimodo had against him. Yeah. And I don't know how that pertains to anything I was talking to. I was talking about Tangled with, but. That's fine. <laughs> Going back a little bit more to, about Tangled, um, you mentioned Flynn and his meta, his meta commentary on the whole thing. And it's kind of a meta commentary on Disney movies. Tangled yes. was kind of the first one to do that. And I okay. feel like it's the least memorable one to do it. Because I'm thinking about it. The rules, it was... the the True Love's First Kiss rules that were done in Princess and the Frog, more memorable. Mm-hmm. The takedowns in Frozen, more memorable. The I'm not a princess trope 
and sorry the i'm not a princess undertone in moana more memorable yeah but with tangled i think they did an okay job because it it was subtle it was subtle enough to because it was mainly um flynn's um yeah like quits. Yeah. Yeah. It was mainly him. It was mainly just him being like, why would you do that? That's dumb. Like, don't do that. Nah. You know, and like yeah. would give his reasoning for it. And so I think that's what started the bringing it out a little more in future stuff like Frozen and Moana and all that, you know, because they were like, people are reacting to this. Okay, cool. Let's keep going with it. Let's dig a little deeper. Yeah. It's just another thing to appreciate about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's okay. I just think that others did it better i know others have done it. i'm trying to think of a good example but what this did was it it made it okay for disney to laugh at itself yes like it it's making jokes about itself mm-hmm. um which you don't see it's yeah we're starting to break the mold of kind of gender norms and female role expectations um, mm-hmm. A Disney princess now is not the same as a Disney princess 40 years ago, and that's a good thing right. because women right. now They're... are not mm-hmm. the same as they were 40 years ago. Exactly, um, yeah. And I think it's okay for Disney to laugh at itself. I think it's good. I think it's smart. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Like, you and have I to laugh this... at yourself. Yeah, and I think this did it well. And then another thing I really liked about it, unless Tori has one more thing about my spiel earlier, um, the voices. I really liked um, the singing that they had they had really like decent voices in it mainly with mother gothel in my opinion it's mandy moore mandy moore yeah mandy moore was was rapunzel and like the more i listen to her singing the more i get analytical about it just because of college of music stuff that's just kind of well like i feel like that's just what we do so we analyze things a little more in depth or whatever i don't like the like and mine isn't even really that in depth i don't like the way she ends her notes but <laughs> you know that's just like a personal thing other people really like her voice at you know but uh-huh. yes in general the voices are like the voice acting and the pieces that they are singing and stuff like that i think the voices fit really well to it yeah and there's lime green everywhere <laughs> one more minor gripe i'm gonna make is why isn't anyone looking for Rapunzel? Because I know they do the lanterns well, they did. every year. I, they I, did look for her. They did for like years beginning. and years. Okay. They said, I yeah. think they said that. They did. Okay. Yeah, in the beginning, in the in the beginning, they did say that they that they did search for their kid. Okay, I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna cut this off now because I can't. I honestly don't remember a lot of Tangled. I've seen it maybe three times, and I don't remember. Shit. Yeah, I was about to say you've seen it like. <laughs> I've seen it three times. <laughs> two, yeah. two, of, two of those three times, I was drunk. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your fault, Grace. Yeah, no. It's your fault. We haven't made a drunken Disney for Tangled. No, the first time I saw Tangled, we did drunken Disney. Oh. That's why I still don't remember <laughs> the like, end. Like the first I time I saw Flynn cut her hair, I was like, what the fuck did this come from? I, I literally was just thinking, like, I just looked through that list and there isn't a Tangled on there, but I swear I've done Drunken Disney to Tangled before, yeah. so. Yeah. I think you have too, like, that sounds familiar, because I remember he was like, he was like, let's go back to the, like, to the OG whatever, like, Tangled, because <laughs> that was the first one, right? That was the first one. No, Nemo. First Nemo one the I did was Tangled. I don't uh, think so. I no, no, you're right. You're right about Nemo. The first one I did was Tangled. You guys did I Nemo think, before me. Oh, we did Nemo, and I think Beauty and the Beast. So we should do Tangled for this episode, since Toy Story is moving on. Spoilers! Damn. 
I'm just saying, Damn, if, be cool. if, Tangled, if Tangled doesn't move on, and you're cutting this shit anyway. <laughs> Damn, Heather, be cool. Okay, Jeez. so. <laughs> but going back, yeah, like, in the very beginning, when Flynn's, like, telling the story of Rapunzel or whatever, like, at the very beginning, nope. he's, like, he, nope. says, he says that they looked. <laughs> Not important. I believe you. It is important. You. That's no. important no, 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 for no. you. No, no, no. Let me, okay, let me rephrase that. I don't care. I don't give a shit about <laughs> Well, too bad. Right. They look for her. <laughs> okay, okay. We're gonna um, save. Okay, cool. We're gonna save some really juicy talk about Nemo for the next round because we've done. A, I've done a lot of shitting on Tangled during this discussion. So, for no, you haven't. Oh, we've had a, we've had a discussion. No, you haven't. You haven't actually shit talked because okay. you would you would be like blah 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 blah, and then Grace and I would be like no blah 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 blah. blah. Like it's fine. Just like that. I feel like there's a little bit of that. There was also some of that with Hunchback of Notre Dame. So yeah, Yeah. there was a lot of Hunchback talk. (laughs) But I mean, we talked about it last. Is Hunchback still in the bracket? It is. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, But we talked about it in round one how Tangled and Hunchback are very similar. Like Mm -hmm. I know I mentioned when I watched Tangled for the third time. Um. Mm. I thought, oh no, is this going to be, you know, almost beat for beat Hunchback in Notre Dame with uh, Rapunzel getting her hair cut at the end? But no, it, it deviates quite a bit in the right. middle, which is mm-hmm. probably where the film loses me because the, it gets a little um, betrayal y and backstabby with the two. Yes. Like the two goons that were working with Finn and Mother yeah. Gothel, and I'm just like, hang on. And even with guys. Flynn and Rapunzel, because like they even start like getting a thing for each other, mm-hmm. and that yeah, that's when it turns into like a more, like, what's the word I'm looking for? General Disney princess kind of thing, like theme. Uh-huh. Yeah, like she it, she's still like there's still that there's still that like love interest. In yeah, there. It's, and it's, it's stereotypical. Okay. It's stereotypical. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, that is the umbrella term I'm looking for. I don't think that's the term you were looking for, but I think it's close. Yeah. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Let's talk about awards. Yeah, let's do awards. Tangled was nominated at the Annie's for Best Animated Film and Best Achievement in Writing. And that's it. Because this was the same year that How I Train Your Dragon came out and lit the yes. world on fire. Quite how literally. How Train Your Dragon. Not How You Train Your Dragon. What did I say? You said How You Train Your Dragon instead of How To. Oh. It, was just a, it, it was just a tongue position. I slurred. I'm, I'm not yeah. drunk at all. Can we just adopt How to Train Your Dragon into the Disney universe collection? That would officially be a monopoly, I'm sure. Because if we gotta take <laughs> if we gotta take How to Train Your Dragon, we gotta take the sequel. And personally, I don't think the sequel's as good. It's not, but I would take it if we could. But it's still claim good. that as Disney. It's not like it's garbage. It's not as good. But it's still good. Man, no, that's what I'm gonna watch next. <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon Two? You can do no. better. Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> no. You can do How better. How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> Back to awards Ooh. for Tangled. At the Golden Globes, Tangle was nominated for Best Animated Feature and Best Song for I See the Light. And at the Oscars, it was nominated for Best Original Song for I See the Light. At the Annie Awards, Finding Nemo was nominated for Best Animated Feature 
Best Character Animation, Character Design, Directing, Effects Animation, Music, Production Design, Writing, and Best Voice Acting for Ellen DeGeneres as Dory. Because, duh. (laughs) Yeah. At the Golden Globes, it was nominated for Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy. And at the Oscars, it was nominated for, sorry, it won Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. And it was nominated for Best Original Score, Sound Editing, and Best Original Screenplay. Cool. I didn't know it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay because I don't think of the screenplay as super strong. Because we just talked about Toy Story was nominated for Best Screenplay. Wally was nominated for Best Screenplay. Uh Mm -hmm. I don't think about um, the screenplay as as a strong aspect of the film, but I agree with you know the score. Nemo, I do. I mean, it's just compared to Toy Story and Wally, I think it's 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 strong, but it's I it's not as notable to me. But I agree with score and sound editing because all the water effects that it has to do to deal with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Tangled's moving on, right? Tangled? We talked about it the most, so Tangled obviously moves on, right? <laughs> Heather's right. She has the longer hair, so she moves on, right? Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Her hair heals everything. There are so. more strands of Rapunzel hair than there are of bubbles in Finding Nemo. Should we check the number? <laughs> Should we check the math on that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so Tori, what's your vote officially? <laughs> in all in all seriousness, uh, Finding Nemo moves on. I have way too many gripes for Tangled. And the surprises that I find when I rewatch Finding Nemo after gaps of time are way too significant. But there's a lot of heart in this movie. And then there's all the Dory, the Doryisms. It's super great. Grace, what's your pick? My official vote is Finding Nemo. Um, Man, I forgot about Ellen DeGeneres's performance in this it's really i kept thinking about allison janney who i love i've been watching a lot of west wing recently and i love her as peach but yeah ellen degeneres kills it and is a really a really dynamic character um or plays a really dynamic character so she deserved a better movie she did she deserved a better sequel yeah like thinking about it i enjoyed cars 3 more than i enjoyed finding dory yeah me too. Hey, Cars 3 is supposed to be on Netflix sometime, I think, maybe in January or something. So maybe I'll finally get to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Heather, we should watch Cars 3. <laughs> we should. Also, even though it's already like picked by majority whatever, uh, my pick would have also been Finding Nemo, mainly because... Um, Peer pressure. Like, no, because... <laughs> we stayed you. Mainly because the, uh, the side characters in Finding Nemo actually mean more to like the story and to the characters and therefore to the audience than the side characters in Tangled did. Oh man, I didn't even mention this. I like that Dory is a a semi-static character and it kind of bugs me that Rapunzel really has no constant to play off of. Flynn's growth and Rapunzel's growth kind of confuses me as to who the protagonist is of the story. Uh Uh-huh. We know the story is about Marlin. The story is about Marlin and Nemo. Yeah. And Dory is just, Dory is clearly the comic relief. Right. Well, and I'm even, when I talk side characters, I'm even talking about, like, the sharks that they meet and the turtles that they meet. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
not not the seagulls, obviously. Peach and Finn and yeah. Yeah. And the pelican. They all had Nigel. Yeah. Nigel. Like they they all had a role to play and everybody, you know, everybody understood and it meant something to them. And like the chameleon was super cute. Don't get me wrong, and he was a sassy motherfucker, but that's really kind of all he was. That and he tripped Mother Gothel at the end. Straight murdered someone. That's totally fine. She was a cunt. Deaded him fam. Deaded him. Okay. So the last two films moving on to round three are Finding Nemo and Toy Story. It's a Pixar episode. Yeah, it's going to be a lovely Pixar episode. So just to recap what the matchups are going to be in round three, please hold your gas and oh shits until I'm done. The Lion King versus the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ah! <laughs> what did I just say? Please don't clap in between the students. Please clap at the end of the graduation <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> Whoever thought of that, I hope they got fired. <laughs> Monsters, Inc. versus Beauty and the Beast. Ah! Wally versus Tarzan. Inside Out versus Aladdin. Oh, shit. Toy Story 3 versus Wreck-It Ralph. Aw. Jesus. Hercules versus The Incredibles. The Heroes episode. Yeah, another yeah. one. Yeah. The Nightmare Before Christmas versus Mulan. And Toy Story versus Finding Nemo. Jeez. Wow. Okay, so we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of them. Are Pixar? So half. Half of them are Pixar and half of them aren't. Hmm. Okay. Um. Uh, Rekka Ralph is going against who again? Toy Story 3? Yeah. Yes. That's all Pixar, isn't it? No. Or is Wreck-It Ralph only Disney? No. That... I honestly can't remember. Come on, Grace. Sorry. Come on, Heather. <laughs> You've, been doing Come this. On, you. You've been doing this too long. I have been. Oh, but you know what? I might have miscounted that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, seven, because I accidentally counted Wreck-It Ralph as a Pixar movie, oh. and it's not. Come on, Grace. Ta-da. No. <laughs> no. So yeah, this is <laughs> this bracket is getting harder and harder, and we mm-hmm. might need some help. Yes. Hopefully, we can get some guests next round to uh, express their opinions and help us decide. Mm-hmm. Because some of these, it's like, fuck. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to have uh, more bonus episodes. More reviews because we have The Incredibles 2 coming out in, I believe, June. We'll have Big Hero 6 coming up. After releasing the Big Hero 6 episode that Heather and I did, I read on Wikipedia that the rest of the episodes will be released early 2018. So, oh, cool. All the fears well, we good. had were for nothing. Um, I'm glad. And, of course, <laughs> all the animated discussions. Woo, because that's what we advertise. <laughs> but before we get out of here, Grace, what do you got for a drunken Disney? Well, do we want to do Tangled or do we want to do Toy Story? Let's go ahead and do Tangled because we won't be able to do it next round. We won't do it again? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so for Tangled, anytime her hair performs a function that hair doesn't normally do, anytime Pascal changes color hmm. and anytime a song starts i can dig it 
I thought the other one was every time there's a sunburst on screen. The sunburst symbol. Oh, okay. Do you want to replace that one for Pascal? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's one of the sunburst symbols on screen, anytime her hair does something that hair doesn't ordinarily do, and anytime a song starts. I like it. And basically when she's having that realization scene, just keep just keep the drink to your just face. Just keep drinking. Just make just sure keep, you have two in hand. Wait, what realization scene? <laughs> the where the all the stars? Oh, on the see, ceiling? Guys, I I don't remember Tangled. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was also thinking about the song where her hair's doing all these things and she's like swinging on it. That's a good, yeah. That whole. Right. That so you get nice and beginning. buzzed right at the beginning of the movie. Right at the beginning. And then you forget the movie like I did. Apparently, I was really good at making these rules. No, you're really good at making the drinks. <laughs> or that. That too, I guess, yeah. Or both. Grace is trying to get me wasted. That's what it was. Yeah, it was college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. This is probably our last episode of the year. Yes. Um, and it's last of round two. Yeah. Woo! I, this, yeah. this might be the last published episode. I think me and Heather might record one more. Uh, we have to talk about it. But this is our Me. last episode of 2017. Let it die in fire. It's not our podcast, the year. Oh, no. Let the podcast be risen <laughs> from the fire no. like a phoenix. I'm going to Harry Potter Maybe. World, so yeah. Yeah. No, come on, you forget what the places. name of the podcast is. You're going to Disney World. I am going to Disney World. I'm also going to Harry Potter World. <laughs> what? They're like across the street from each other. They're literally across a bridge from each other. I'm telling you, Tori, that's going to be our next <laughs> podcast. Once we finish this, we're going to do an in-depth analysis of Harry Potter chapter by chapter. Chapter by chapter? <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there because there's a podcast out there already that does a much better job than I could ever contribute to. It's called, <laughs> I'm going to plug it right now. Go listen to Dear Mr. Potter. They're in the off season okay. right now. They just finished, um, they just finished Prisoner of Azkaban. This is Grace. Um, I'm jumping ship. I'm going to go find another podcast. <laughs> it's a pleasure working Potter, with you all. At the end of season Mr. Potter, two. Uh, Mr. Potter, if you'll have me. <laughs> well, we, we've loved having Grace on the podcast. We wish her the best yes. of luck. <laughs> Heather gets fired and Grace just leaves. <laughs> and it's just me sitting in my apartment talking about Disney movies like a delusional person. With a dog barking in the background. <laughs> but you don't have a dog. But I don't have a dog. <laughs> my goodness oh dear it's been a year guys oh man you can follow us on social media on facebook at facebook.com slash disney versus on twitter at disney vs remember to rate you and subscribe to us on itunes and uh find us on google play music and give us 12.25 soups yeah 12.25 soups why haven't we been making the Google ratings our words of the day? I don't know. That's a good question. We'll start that round three, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Today's word of the day was soup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, consequently, I usually make soup on Thursdays. Like, I'm usually finishing up a soup when I start hmm. podcasting. Yeah. That's true. And she's usually, like, stirring the soup in between takes. Yeah. This time I actually finished it before. Woo! I know. Mm-hmm. Proud of you. At time management. Happy holidays, Grace, Heather. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy New Same Year. You. Grace, don't get eaten by anything at Harry Potter World. Mm. Why have it like a dragon? Yes. Maybe. 
Okay. Say hi to Morning Myrtle for me. Oh, yeah, sure. Stay safe. Celebrate responsibly. And uh, we will see you guys in 2018.